Have you ever laughed so hard that you started crying? Or perhaps even the other way around. You're crying so hard about a circumstance that you started laughing. There's got to be a connection between laughter and crying. And that's what we're going to explore today here on episode 31 of the Cancer and Comedy Podcast. Hey, good people. My name is Dr. Brad Miller, and I had this connection between laughter and pain and crying when I was diagnosed with cancer in December of 2022, and I had to do something about it to uh, laugh to keep from crying is what I said at the time. So I created the Cancer and Comedy Podcast, which kind of combined my life as a pastor. My background is having a doctoral degree in transformational leadership and loving to laugh. So today... If you'd like to join me, let's explore a little deeper about the connection between laughter and crying. So listen on, my friend. Listen on. Cancer got you down? Pretty grim, huh? How about a show that turns the grim into a grin? Way to go. You made it here to the Cancer and Comedy Podcast the show to lift you up with hope and humor that heals. Now, here's your chief lifter-upper, Dr. Brad Miller. The laughing and crying connection. Hey, good people. Dr. Brad Miller here with the Cancer and Comedy Podcast. This is the podcast where we look to help you to have cope with hope If you're a cancer-impacted person, to affect healing with hope and humor, we're all about turning the grim of cancer into the grin of a fulfilled life. My story is that I was diagnosed with cancer Christmas time of 2022 and decided to leverage my, I had to laugh to keep from crying, and then I had to leverage then my pain into something productive which was meant integrating my 43 years of pastoral ministry with my doctoral degree in transformational leadership and uh, my love of comedy and laughter to produce the Cancer and Comedy podcast. We hope that you'll follow us and get connected to our community at uh, cancerandcomedy.com slash follow because we truly do believe that a cheerful heart is good medicine. So this grandma and her three-year-old little boy's little boy grandson, three-year-old grandson, were at the beach. Grandma was given the job of taking care of the little boy, and they were playing near the waves of the ocean as the waves were coming in. And all of a sudden, this rogue wave comes in, and grandma's watching the little boy, but there's almost nothing she could do about it as the wave comes in and scoops up swallows up the little boy and carries him out to sea. And the old woman, the grandma, starts crying and screaming, Dear Lord, please bring my baby back. Bring my grandson back. Please bring him back. And the very next wave, when it comes in, the little boy washes up right at the feet of grandma, unhurt and doing okay. The woman looks up to the heavens and says, Lord, He had a hat. (laughs) Oh, man. I want to talk to you today about 
the correlation between laughing and crying. Been very pertinent in my life this particular week. There's a couple things that happened that to me this very week that I'm recording this in the middle of February that I think are of 2024, which I think are relevant to this topic of laughing and crying. I had the, uh, I'm a retired pastor and I had one of my favorite uncles passed away. I talked about him at some length in our last episode. You can check that out if you care to. And then, but I had his funeral. I was asked to conduct his funeral. And that meant spending some great time with uh, my aunt, his wife, and my cousins, his children, and many other uh, relatives and friends. And this, my uncle was a very a popular fellow. He was a, a very active as a school teacher and as a coach. In fact, he was a Hall of Fame tennis coach. And so there's dignitaries in that world, the tennis world from around our state involved. And uh, there was a lot of... There were some very d- tough moments. There was some deep sobs and tears, but there was also a lot of laughter and a lot of crying. Because when you have a funeral, I feel like they're the best, really, when you have those moments. When you have good memories that bring a smile and laughter to to your face. And then also you remember, you're going to miss that person. You're going to miss them. And that's certainly part of what we do during a funeral service this week. We talk about the new life and the eternal life as well. And we believe, believe in that promise. But there are moments of honor and moments of sadness. And it was poignantly, and as a part of the service, we we're able to share a note that my uncle wrote to his daughter, his daughter and granddaughter, on the occasion when he was inducted into the Tennis Hall of Fame and his wife and daughter and granddaughter were able to attend that. And it was a big honor, a big banquet and so on. And and after it, he sent his granddaughter a note and she read this at, at, at the funeral. And in the note, it, he just said, I really want to thank my three favorite girls for being here with me at this banquet to honor me for going into the Hall of Fame. But then he also had an apology in the same letter about, I hope you'll understand why I did what I did when you were growing up and meaning was away from home so much and things of that nature. So there's kind of two sides of that little story there, isn't there? There's kind of the poignancy and a little bit of sadness of being away from home when people, the family was involved with things, being away from home, coaching other things that he was doing, but also the joy and the laughter that she wanted to share during the service that he loved and appreciated them. Love, laughter, crying, they're all connected. There's another thing that happened this week. I got a little bit of a kick out of as well. Ash, February 14th, 2024, was a unique day in many ways. And then Ash Wednesday for uh, Christian folks occurred on that day and St. Valentine's Day. And St. Valentine's Day is uh, traditionally and historically, it's about the time of love. St. Valentine gave, helped lovers to escape and to be together was the tradition of the actual story of St. Valentine's. And of course, Valentine's Day is a day of love and lovers and joy and excitement and exhilaration of that. And so there's that, if you you believe in love and believe in romantic love and so on, that brings a smile to your face. I know it does for me. But also, it's the same, very same day was Ash Wednesday, which Ash Wednesday is the time 
and the Christian understanding it is the first day of Lent, which is the weeks, the 40 days leading up to Easter, which is March 31st this year. And it's the beginning of fasting and understanding that you are that we are finite. From ashes we have come, we will ashes we, we will go. And people traditionally begin to fast, and it's a time of repentance and penitence, which is asking to be forgiven of our sins and being mindful of your sinfulness. Dark stuff, basically. It's really dark stuff. So on the very same day, February 14th, with both two sides of the same coin, love, exhilaration, smiles, and also penitence, death, doom, and kind of sacrifice and repentance and all that kind of thing. Two sides of the same same coin, in a sense. Because that's where our life is, isn't it? We have all kinds of things going on. We are emotional beings, and we have all kinds of things going on. And when we talk about cancer and comedy, the cancer indicates some of that rough stuff that can send us into just a depressed, crying, sobbing state if we allow it to. And the comedy is turning things around, and how do you see things in a lighter sense? And how do you utilize one to help to cope with the other? And understand there is a place for both. And this is what I've heard termed the laughing-crying connection. The laughing-crying connection. I use a, I said for my own case, when I was diagnosed with cancer, I just had to laugh to keep from crying. You've heard that term before. And it's true. They are both expressive emotions, laughter and crying. And I just wanted, I did a little research on this. And one of my, the books I'm really enjoying reading right now, and I'm going to be referring to this quite a bit in some of our upcoming episodes. I went full breakdown. is the book, The Healing Power of Humor by Alan Klein. It's considered one of the basic, really great books in this area of healing and humor. And Klein has a section in his book, which is all about the laughing, crying connection. In fact, he he quotes Kurt Vonnegut, an author who I, I enjoy saying, laughter and tears are both responses to frustration and exhaustion. I myself prefer to laugh since it is less, since there's less cleaning up to do afterwards. And that's what we're going to talk a little bit today. How there's a place for crying and there's a place for laughter and how ultimately laughter can help us to deal with, with the tears. Laughter and crying are similar and they come from the same emotional source. And sometimes they look and even sound alike. Sometimes we can't really discern if someone's, hey, are you laughing? Or are you crying? They, there's, they sometimes both produce tears, for instance. They both pr- produce gut-level guttural sounds in many times. And they, prover- they provide a similar function and that help be a release. And if you think about it, comedians often use terminology that has to do with their pain or comedy uh, routines or when we laugh, it has things like this. A comedian will use such terminologies, I killed the audience, or they died laughing. Those are common things that we say, aren't they? When we laugh really hard, we might say something or we might have the experience of, I laughed so hard I had tears streaming down my face, or that I hurt. I hurt. I laughed so hard that my side hurt. 
You've heard those type of things or experienced those. Or they died laughing, all those type of things. And guess, and comedians and people in the entertainment world love that. And they know that they've hit an emotional deal there that makes it memorable. And if you think about it, we might, after both a heavy gut level laugh or a deep cry, there are somewhat similar facial expressions that, and there's some of the different experiences that are similar. After a big laugh or a big cry, people probably feel drained. They drained. Now, here's a nuance and a difference that Klein points out in his book that I think is important. They both provide a cathartic release, which we need, a cleansing. It releases the tension, which we have to have. But laughter can transcend suffering while crying does not. And so that's one of the things I want you to get in our conversation here today about there is a purpose for both. We need both. Their tears of sadness will turn us inward and can lead us to feel sorry for ourselves. I know we, uh, certainly some members of my family had some moments when my uncle died when there was just almost inconsolable tears and sadness for significant lengths of time. And it just went on. I've been there myself when I've had moments when I've been inc almost inconsolable for moments. And when we have those moments of we are in deep sadness and tears, we're thinking about how much we miss the other person. We're thinking about ourselves, okay? And we're thinking about and tears and crying. It's personally focused. It's our personal release that we have. And last, laughter also focuses, I believe, and, I, and Klein makes this point, on the outward. That has to do, when we think about what that other person has done for us, made us feel good, made us laugh, made us feel, made us have a sense of warmth about them. That's what makes us laugh. When we think about them or we think about others who they've been impacted. A laughing, I've heard it said, a laughing person is open to the world while a crying person only sees suffering. If we get stuck in our suffering, then we're going to be stuck in a place that's not very pretty. Because tears focus on the pain and loss, that humor adds something a little different to the mix, which expands. It doesn't mean we leave, it doesn't, when you laugh, it doesn't mean we don't have pain anymore. It doesn't cure our pain, as it were, but it expands our world. It expands our world to make it a little bit bigger. If we think about our losses and our setbacks and the things that go wrong, our cancer or illness or losing a job, or losing a marriage, or anything like that. This is not meant to minimize any of that. But if we add humor to it, we can deal with it. And a lot of comedians, of course, use humor to deal with their situations that they've had in their life. Bad relationships, bad health issues, circumstances that are not so good, and they use humor to do that. And I want to encourage you to see your life in a similar way. It doesn't minimize the value of crying. It's important because we got to cry in order to process pain and grief. We must let ourselves cry. And if you suppress the tears, then you're going to be in trouble. And that can really cause internal problems for a lifetime. It, it should, crying is important. It shouldn't be so suppressed. But too much of it can be unhealthy. It can be, lead you to a depressed place as well, a place where you are no longer you're so focused on yourself, you're no longer able to connect with others. 
it's I, I remember a, a woman I dealt with in my ministry, and she had the tragic circumstances of her college-age son killed in a tragic car wreck, and it was a bad scene. And she was in incredible grief during the moment and during the weeks leading after it. But I remember being with her a year or so later, and this is a common experience other people had of her. A year or so later after the accident happened and the tragedy, and she was just broken up, and she was still broken up in the level she almost couldn't function. She would be in tears all the time. She could talk nothing about, really, almost literally nothing about her, but about her son. And that is where she was at. And so people began to disengage from her because they couldn't take that in, in terms of being the constant theme of her life. It wasn't, she wouldn't share about so much about pleasant memories of her son. It was about the horror of the accident that that happened. And so it, that, you know, this led her down a pathway, which was not healthy. So for the part I'm getting at here is the, the laughter crying connection. If we allow it to, the laughter gives us perspective. Too much crying can be unhealthy. Tears don't always help, but humor can. So we must cry. We must process things. There are place for tears, but there is also a place for perspective. And humor can help us to get perspective. Tears won't help. You gain perspective. It takes you inward. Humor can help you give perspective. And I hope you'll take these things to, to heart here. I always like to relate things to what I call a faith or a break it moment, which is a, a spiritual moment or a biblical moment that I think applies here. There's a story in the Bible, Genesis 18, when a guy named Abraham and his wife Sarah were promised by God to be the father of the nation of Israel. And that all sounded well and good, and and but Abraham and Sarah were getting up in years, and in Genesis chapter 18, it talks a little bit about this, where Abraham were encountered a man, and this is what he, the man said, Abraham, where is Sarah, your wife? And Abraham said, well, she's over there in the tent. And uh, the man said, I'm going to come back by this time next year. When I arrive, your wife, Sarah, will have a son. And <laughs> you cut the senior Sarah, it says, was listening and just behind the tent opening, eavesdropping. And this guy's saying, your wife Sarah's going to have a son. And Sarah were old, was old at this time, very old is what the Bible says. And it, meaning, and it says Sarah was way past the age for having babies. And it says that Sarah laughed out loud. And she, she laughed, an old woman like me get pregnant with this old man of a husband that I have, Abraham? Yeah. <laughs> You could hear the laughter and voice. No way is it going to happen. And and God said to Abraham, he was represented and the man who confronted him there. Why did Sarah laugh? He said, saying, "Me have a baby, an old woman like me is anything too." And God said, "Is anything too hard for God? I'll be back about this time next year, and Sarah will have a baby." And Sarah lied. She said, "I didn't laugh because she was afraid." It says in in the Bible. But he said, yes, you did. You laughed, God said. And why was the afraid kind of part was the tears, like I'm caught. But here's the thing that, you know, as 
in the biblical understanding. And it goes on in Genesis, talk about how Sarah did have a son whose name Isaac, it means, which means laughter, and go on to populate the, the children of, of Israel. And it was an incredible thing. But you can see the tension there of the tears and the laughter that was there. There is this crying, laughing connection, the absurdity of it all that happened with Sarah and with Abraham. That's what I want you to understand here today, friends, in this episode of Cancer and Comedy. There is a connection between the crying and the laughing, and it means that we sometimes just have to see the absurdity of, of life and kind of the points which hit us and the kind of a punch to the gut and still laugh about it, okay? I want to tell you one more story because I thought it was a cool story that kind of indicates this. You got to take life and you just roll with it and you got to fight, go for, to laugh to keep from crying. I was uh, taking my mom out to lunch yesterday. We were in line at a restaurant and uh, I was waiting in line and I see this little baby in the arms of her dad. And the, the dad was holding her such a way. The little baby was looking. I was in line behind them. The little baby was looking at me and just giggling and cooing. And this is less than a year old baby, I, I suppose in my mind. Giggling and cooing, making faces. And me being a grandpa with little uh, grandchildren, I was doing the same thing, making faces. And didn't even uh, quite hear the conversation that's taking place between the woman who was behind the counter and the woman standing next to the dad holding the baby, who was this man's wife. And then I looked at her and saw that she was obviously very pregnant, very pregnant. And the woman behind the counter and her were having a conversation about, oh, when are you going to have a baby? As people do. And the, and, the, <laughs> and the woman, the wife of the man holding the, the little baby who was making faces at me, she said, uh, I'm, I'm due about any time. And uh, my daughter over here is going to be 10 months old pretty soon. That means we're going to have two babies under a year old. And both the women <laughs> laughed out loud because <laughs> they know. They kind of had a, they know, two babies under one year old. They was kind of a laugh to keep from crying moment. We're here to be helpful to you in your life, to help you to navigate here at the Cancer and Comedy Podcast. We're helped to, here to help you navigate whatever life brings to you, whatever life brings uh, to you in terms of dealing with things. We're focusing on people with cancer, but any other malady really that has put you in a bad state. And we're here to be helpful to you. We call it the Cancer Comedy Podcast because cancer represents all the bad things that can happen to us. And comedy is a relief of the bad stuff. And we're here uh, to be helpful to you. I have a background in ministry and a background in transformational leadership. And I like to laugh and I like to have fun. And we like to be helpful to you. We'd like to build this community at the CancerAndComedy.com community. So one of the good best ways to do that is to follow us and connect up with us at cancerandcomedy.com slash follow to follow the podcast. We appreciate you doing that uh, there. And if you want to reach out to me personally, please do. Just email me, brad at cancerandcomedy.com. We are here to be helpful. And to know in your life that when bad things happen, and they do, you don't have to stay there. You don't have to stay stuck there. You can navigate that, and you can navigate your life of being a, a cancer or an in-person impact of bad stuff in your life and cope with hope. We like to call it to cope with hope and humor in order to have health in your life and transform the grim into a grin. If I can help you, I'm here to develop here this cancer and comedy community. Please reach out through our website, cancerandcomedy.com slash 
follow or email me at brad at dr brad at cancer and until next time good people i am dr brad miller encouraging you to continue to have good humor in your life even as you deal with the problems in life to know that a cheerful heart is good medicine hey thanks for joining us on the cancer and comedy podcast with dr brad miller make sure you visit our website cancerandcomedy.com where you can follow the show and get our newsletter like what you hear then tell a friend about cancer and comedy the show that lifts your spirits with hope and humor that heals until next time keep turning the grim into a grin <laughs>